This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than the Lord. Hallelujah. Search high, search low, but there's nobody greater. <laughs> nobody greater. Yeah, you can keep searching. You can keep looking. Yeah, you can look all over. You're going to find nobody greater than God. Nobody greater than the one who loves and cares for you. <laughs> Till God be the glory. <laughs> nobody greater. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our scripture, our key verse, we have a lot of scriptures today, so I'm praying that you will get these scriptures. You will start jotting them down as you see them on today because we're going on a journey. We're going on a journey. And I, I can't get through all of this today, but we're going on a journey. So I need you to be able to jot these passages down and ask us for them. The office will have them for you. You can call and we'll send up the scriptures to you if you missed them this morning. But we want you to get all of these scriptures because we're going on a journey. We're getting on a road. Yeah, we, we, we're about to travel. And I need you to travel with me on today. So our scripture, our, our key verse, we have many passages today, but our key verse is Romans chapter 6 verse 23 and again it reads for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord let us pray God our creator sustainer we come now at this pivotal time of worship we come to this time God when we ask that you would hear our prayer that you would attend to our every call that you would now speak to us we your servants that we may hear that we may hear from heaven not from Tillman that we may hear from you God and as you speak to us God quicken our minds and our hearts that we will follow your word and do your will we know it's your will that none should perish. So put us in the go. Let, let us do what you would have us to do. Let us do the work you've called us to do because we are your workmanship in Christ Jesus created unto good works. So bless us that we would have a desire to do the work you've called us to do for such a time as this and to at least make sure that we're on the right road that leads to joy and life everlasting. Speak to us now. Bless this word as nobody can but you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Most of us have seen the movie that went from black and white to color entitled The Wizard of Oz. It's when Dorothy ended up in a strange place and just wanted to find her way home. Seemingly of no fault of her own, she ended up in a place that was nothing like where she was from. She wanted to get home. I said she wanted to get home. However, determined that possibility her it was determined that possibility it was determined that possibly her only hope would be for her to ask the wonderful wizard of Oz 
Folks said that the Wizard of Oz could help you get home. But how could she get to this great wizard? The munchkins told her, you got to follow the yellow big road. 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 Follow, 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 follow the yellow big road. Okay, all right. But, but, but that's what the munchkins told her. And so she's off following the yellow big road, picks up the scarecrow, tin man, lion, as they're off to see the wizard to have some direction. Then along came Diana Ross and Michael Jackson in the whiz, compelling Dorothy Scarecrow, Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion to ease on down the road. Yeah, if you're going to get to a place called home, you have to ease on down the road. So that's our subject for today. Ease on down the road. Yeah. In this movie scenario, as in life, you cannot just stay where you are to get where you need to be. Mm. You had to do something. And you know all these messages have been talking about doing something, not staying stagnant, but doing something, moving forward, having some progress. And when you understand this movie, when you've seen these movies and you understand this analogy, you've seen the plays, you understand that you really have to move forward. They had to go down the road. They had to move. They had to get up and go somewhere. But you had to figure out how to get there. Even though you're on the road, you had to make sure you were on the right road and they needed direction, and so do we. So seeing that we, too, want others to find their way to our heavenly home, Let's take a look at how we and others can ease on down the road that leads to salvation. There are a set of scriptures found in the book of Romans that are known as the Roman road to salvation. And we're going to walk down that road to salvation so as each one of us will be able to use this book, the book of Romans written by Apostle Paul, we'll be able to get scriptures from this book. All of these scriptures, most of these scriptures will come from the book of Romans. And you'll be able to see how you, too, can help understand and explain to others the need to get on this road, the need to go down this road, the need to have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We know it's God's will that none should perish. The first verse in the Romans' road to salvation is Romans 3.23. Romans 3.23. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, we have sinned. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. We all have sinned and come short. We've all done things that are displeasing to God. There's no one who's innocent. Matter of fact, Psalms chapter 14, I mean Psalms 14, not chapter 14, Psalms 14, verse 1 through 3 reads this way. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand who seek after God. They have all turned aside. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, 
not even one. Did you hear me again? Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 10 through 18, the Apostle Paul gives a detailed picture what sin looks like in our lives. And it's taken from the, Psalm, the book of Psalms as well as from the prophet Isaiah. And this is where Paul writes from, but he says to us, beginning with verse 10 in Romans chapter 3, he says, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of apps or snakes is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. These verses indicate that the whole of man's inner being is controlled by sin. Let me say that again. It tends to suggest that the whole of man's inner being is controlled by sin. His mind, when it says no one understands. His heart, when it says no one seeks God. His will, when it says no one does good. Is measured, measured by God's perfect righteousness. No human being is sinless. No sinner seeks after God. Mm, no sinner. No one seeks after God. Therefore, God must seek the sinner. Man has gone astray and has become unprofitable both to himself and to God. Our Lord's parable in Luke chapter 15 kind of shows us this. It illustrates this perfectly when it talks about the lost sheep. And then it talks about the lost coin and then the prodigal son. In Romans 3, 13 and 14, it emphasizes human speech. The throat, the tongue, the lips, and the mouth. The connection between words and character is seen in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. And it reads, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. In other words, what's in will come out. Therefore, only death can come out of his mouth. The condemned mouth can become a converted mouth and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. In Romans 3, 15 and 16, Paul pictures the sinner's feet. Just as his words are deceitful, so his ways are destructive. The Christian's feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, but the lost sinner brings death, destruction, and misery wherever he goes. Now, these tragedies may not occur immediately, but they will inevitably come. The lost sinner is on the broad road that leads to destruction. He needs to repent, trust Jesus Christ, and get on the right road, get on the narrow road that leads to life. Romans 3.17 deals with the sinner's mind 
He does not know the way of God's peace. He does not know the way of God's peace. This is what caused Jesus to weep over Jerusalem. The sinner does not know, the sinner does not want to know God's truth. He prefers to believe Satan's lies. You're talking about a great lie. That's the real great lie. God's way of peace is through Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans 3.18, continue with this passage. It cites Psalm 36.1. The sinner's arrogant pride is described. There is no fear of God before their eyes. The, the ignorance mentioned in Romans 3.17 is caused by the pride of verse 18. For it is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of knowledge. These quotations from God's law, the Old Testament scriptures, lead to one conclusion. The whole world is guilty before God. Woo! I, I know you were looking for a real joyous sermon, but, but get right here. This is what sin causes. The whole world is guilty before God. There may be those who want to argue but every mouth is stopped. There is no debate or defense. The whole world is guilty. Jews and Gentiles. The Jews stand condemned by the law of which they boast. And the Gentiles stand condemned on the basis of creation and conscience. Notice here it says in Romans 3.20, it says, Therefore, it carries the meaning of because and gives the reason why the whole world is guilty. No flesh can obey God's law. No flesh can obey God's law. No flesh can obey God's law. No one can live a perfect life just following the law and seeking to do everything the word of God says. I know we like to pick and choose those things that are sinful. We want to pick out other folks in. Oh, you look at that. He stole something. He's such a terrible person because he stole something. Yeah, anybody who steal. Uh, my mom used to say, if you steal, you kill. You know, if you lie, you steal. If you steal, you kill. Mm-hmm. So we like to pick out certain things. and like to say, oh, that's a drunk. You know, they drink all the time. They're so terrible. I'm glad I don't drink. Mm. But my holy self, I don't drink. And we like to pick out certain sins of other folk or whatever else, realizing that we all have sinned. I said, realizing that we all have sinned. We all have sinned and come short. Yeah, we fall short. We've come sin. We've sinned, and sin has caused us to fall short. But because of that, we realize that we can't do it on our own. We can't do what the law demands. The inability is one way that man knows that we're sinners. And that's why I'm hopping on this right now. If you try to rationalize the things that you do, and yet the word of God tells you it's sinful, and you know in yourself it's sinful, uh, you know that, and you say, well, I'm not turning, and God ain't struck me dead. I can't, I, let me tell you, I remember when I was in, in uh, middle school, and this is when ju integration just started. We just started integration. Yeah, I go way back, y'all. And um, I can remember when I had a science teacher, white science teacher, that stood in front of the class, and he says, um, there's no such thing as God. I don't believe in God. Now, I was sitting kind of toward the front of his class then because I had to get my lessons and learn everything. But when he said there's no God, I don't believe in God, don't come in here talking about no God, and this kind of stuff, I politely moved from the front of the class to the back of the class. Yeah, I didn't care much about Rosa Parks and getting to the front then. I, I went to the back of the class because I knew, I knew 
that that man was not going to make it through the whole semester. I, when you saw there's no God, I knew that God was going to strike him down before the end, before, the, before it was over. I wasn't expecting him to make it for the, for the midterm or for the end or whatever else. But let me tell y'all something. That man continued to live. Yes, he did. He said there is no God. That man continued to live. And he lived right on through midterm. He lived right on through the finals. He lived long enough to give me the first F I ever got. And I just knew he wouldn't do it. So I'm going to take my F home and explain to my daddy, the preacher. Daddy, this man said he don't know God. And I just didn't think he was going to make it through the whole year. I, I was told, you know, if you didn't know God, you know, you're going to get destroyed right then and there. And my daddy said, I didn't tell you to go to school to teach the teacher. I told you to go there and learn. You supposed to not get in the F and anything. You could give back to anybody what they say. I said, yes, sir, and took my whipping. Yeah, you, you got whippings back then. But I want to say to you that God allows those who think what they think, how they think, to keep thinking like they think. Matter of fact, the word of God teaches us he will give you up for a reprobate mind. He will give you up for a mind that you would think that even though you know it's wrong, that you can keep living in your wrongness and living in your sin, and you begin to think that it's all right. You begin to think, I'm going to make it. And God will let you keep on living. He still reigns on the just and the unjust. He says sunshine to all of us, not just the ones who love him and know him. But he's doing this to show us his grace and his mercy so we realize that we all have sinned and come short. We fall short of the glory of God. It lets us know how much God loves and how much God cares for us, even though he doesn't kill and sent not down everybody who does not believe his word. But he calls us to be able to talk to them in such a way. He calls us to be able to live in such a way that they may come to know him, that they may come to love him, that they may come to serve him. That's why he's given us, as we go through the Roman road of salvation, the first step is to realize that we all have sinned and come short and that the wages of sin is death. It is only when we stand silent before God. We can't stand before God telling him all the things we've done. We can't tell him how good we've been. No, we have to stop talking and stand before God. Stop defending ourselves and saying, God, you don't understand how they treated me. You don't understand what they did to me. It just gets me when folk who say we love God always complaining about what somebody else did and just saying, God, be in control of my mind, my heart, my soul. God, we will let you speak for us. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Look at what he says to us. He tells it in his word over and over again. We have to quit boasting of our own self-righteousness. We have to quit defending ourselves before God. And then perhaps, mm, perhaps when we're quiet and we're silent, we get to hear from God. Then perhaps if you've never been saved by God's grace, you'll understand that it's only when we stand silent before him and yield ourselves to him that we can now find ourselves in a way or we could be saved by God's grace. The whole world is guilty, I say. The whole world is guilty before God. That includes you and me. The second scripture on the Romans road to salvation is Romans 6.23, our key verse. It teaches us the consequences of sin. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death. The punishment that we have earned for our sins is death. Not just physical, self, physical death, but eternal death. Let me ask you a question. Now, I can't see y'all, but I, I want y'all to do this with me. Take time to do this with me. Um, how, many of you, how many of you work? Y'all, you got a job or you own your own business? All right, look like folk in here work. Some of them, all right, 
work, all right? When you work, all right? And um, I'm going to ask you a simple question. When you work, do you expect to get paid? That's all I'm asking. Do you expect to get paid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you work, you expect to get paid. When, now, when do you get paid? Uh, do you get paid on Fridays? Go ahead. Tell who get paid on Fridays? Put Fridays in there, Thursdays. What day you get paid, all right? Um, Saturday, put your day in. Now, now, do you get paid once a month? You get paid on the first of the month? Or do you get paid twice a month on the on the first and the fifteenth or every two weeks? Yeah, when do you get paid? Now 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 some folk, you know, you got opportunity to get direct deposit. Whew. Yeah, you get direct deposit. And if some direct deposit, you get paid early. Does somebody hear me? Sometimes you got direct deposit, you can get paid early. Yeah, and it'll go straight into your account. And other folks still getting that, that check, but you already got yours. Yeah, so some a lot of folks doing direct deposit. So you, you, you like that you you like getting paid. Am I right about it? You you like getting paid. I said when you work, you like getting paid, right? You earned it. Now now what if now what if what if what if what if your employer said, Well, you know, I'm not paying you this week or I'm not gonna pay you this month. Would you have something to say? Now, see, because you're at home, you can say whatever you want to say. I can't hear you. Amen. you in church, I have to tell you, watch your mouth. <laughs> but if somebody didn't pay you, if you said, nope, you're not getting paid, you will pitch a fit. It'll be over. Oh, no, my God. Where's my, where my money? Where's my check? I want my check, and I want it now. Yo, do you want part of your check? Do you, let me just get a part. Let me get a little piece of the check. No, no. You want what? All your check. Give me all my money. I want it now, and I want it all. When you work, you expect to get paid. Well, my brother, well, my sister, understand this. We've been working. Yeah, we worked hard at sinning. Sin in the morning. Sin in the afternoon. Sin in the evening. Sin at night. Sin all night. Sin, 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 sin. And payday is on the way. Because the Bible says the wages of sin, the paycheck for sin, the direct deposit for sin is death. Woo! Who wants to get paid? Who, who wants to get paid? Who wants your, who wants your death? Who wanted early? <laughs> direct deposit death. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't want that. But that's what you earn. The Bible's clear. That's what you earn. That, that's what you got. That's what you got. That's what you got coming. You earn death. And I'm not just talking about physical death. Oh, no, no, no. Not just physical death. But we're talking about eternal death. And death is merely separation. Let me help you with that. Let me, death is merely separation. When you're physically dead, you are physically separating from everybody else who's not physically dead. Yeah, anybody who died in your family, they don't come and eat breakfast with you or dinner with you. Yeah, because they are physically separated. But worse than being physically separated is being spiritually separated. Separated from God. Separated from goodness. Separated from everything wonderful. Separated from peace. Separated from love. Separated from joy. And to be separated through eternity. That's what we risk if we recognize that the wages of sin is death. 
and we're looking for that. No, 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 no. I'm glad God put all this in the same verse. Verse 6, 23, he said, for the ways of sin is death. He didn't wait for another verse. He didn't wait for another chapter. He made clear that we understood what he was doing and how he's working in our lives. He said, the ways of sin is death, but woo, the gift of God, come on, hear me today, but the gift of God, not, not that we earned it, not that we deserved it, but the gift of God is eternal life. That's because he loves us. That's because he cares for us. That's because he's made a way out of no way. Mm. Yes, the third verse on the Romans road to salvation picks us up from where Romans 3, 6, 23 left us off. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Romans 5 and 8, I'm almost done. Romans 5 and 8 declares, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Woo! That's love now. That's love. That's no, no, let me read that again. Let me read it again. But God shows. God, God didn't just talk about it. God, God didn't just command it. God, but God shows his love. Mm. He shows his love for us. That while we were yet sinners, not, not, not when you made your mind to do right. Not, not when you said, I'm going to do better. Not when you gave empty promises. But it says he shows his love to us while we were yet While we were yet sinners. How many of you forgive folk in the midst of what they're doing to you? How many of you forgive the thief that's in your house, taking your television out your house, and as they're passing by you, going to their car with your television? How many of you forgive them on the way to the car with your television? Why are we were yet sinners? Why are we still messing up? Why are we still wasn't doing what we ought to do? The Bible says he showed his love for us, and Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Mm. Romans 5 8 says Jesus Christ died for us. He paid the debt, he paid the debt for our sins. Jesus paid the price for our sins. His resurrection proves that God accepted Jesus' payment as he accepted his death as payment for our sins. Mm. Pastor, what are you saying? Well, you need to hear me. I've said it over and over and over again. He tells us the ways of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. God loved us so much that he showed his love to all of us. How did he show his love? He sent his son through 40 and two generations. Anybody ever heard that before? Jesus came to this earth and went about doing good. Out of all the good he did, folk talked about him. Folk ridiculed him. Folk called him everything but a child of God. Can you see how they treated him? How they manhandled him? How they lied on him? How they abused him? Can you see our Lord and Savior, how he allowed men to do all of this to him? And he continued to weep for us because he realized that we had sinned and come short. But look at what he did. He realized he had to live a perfect life. And he became the perfect sacrifice. The one that would take away the sins of the world. Can you see our Lord and Savior? When he was in the upper room with the disciples. Can you see him when he broke bread with them? Can you see him in the garden of Gethsemane when he's praying? Can you see him when they arrest him? And when they take him from judgment hall to judgment hall? Can you see our Lord and Savior as they're whipping him all night long? Pulling the hair out of his beard. Can you see our Lord and Savior as he allowed them to march him up the Golgotha's hill and put nails in his hands and nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head. 
Can you see our Lord and Savior dying for your sins and my sins? Can you see the blood running from his veins? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He died for you. He died for me. He died because we've sinned and come short. And the ways of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Can you see our Lord and Savior? Yes, he died. I said he died. He had to die. He gave up the ghost. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed there all night Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. Stayed there all night Saturday night. But the Bible says it was early on that Sunday morning. He got up from the grave with power, power over the grave, victory over death. Then he ascended into heaven and sent back the Holy Spirit to live in us and to guide us and to direct us and to teach us and to help us to go down the road of salvation and to bring others with us as we ease on down the road. Somebody ought to say, Lord, I thank you. We ought to at least say, Lord, I thank you. We ought to at least say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Lord, I thank you for all you've done for me. Lord, I thank you for how you brought me over. Lord, I thank you for how you brought me through. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Come on, say it with me. Lord, I thank you. Because you come, you come that I might have life and have it more abundantly. So I give my life to you, God. Have your way, Lord. But I just want to pause right here and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Come on, say it at home. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I have an opportunity to know you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Choir, help me with it. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, for not just some things, but all you've done for me. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for all. Not for just some, but for all you've done for me. Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. We're thanking God right now. We're thanking God right now for what he's already done. Listen, if you've done today, you've heard this message, and you're saying, you know, I need God in my life. I've sinned, I've come short, and I'm sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I want life everlasting. There's a prayer I need you to pray with me right now. In this prayer, it's another part of the Roman road to salvation from Romans 10, 9, says that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. That's good news. That's something to thank him for. So listen, if you want to accept Jesus Christ right now, pray this prayer after me. I'm going to pause so you can repeat the words that I say. But this is something you have to believe. I can't believe it for you. You have to believe it. So as we pray this prayer and you believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the grave, the Bible says that you shall have life everlasting. If you're willing to turn from your sins, allow God to move in your life. So repeat this prayer after me if you want to accept Christ. Say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been what I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart 
Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life and help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Oh, it's time to rejoice right now. We're rejoicing because heaven says when one comes, heaven rejoices. And all the world is rejoicing with you on today. We thank God for you. Communicate with us. Let us know you've accepted Christ. You can call us here at the church office at 912-233-6597. Or you can just contact us through our firstafricanbc.com, our website. Just let us know. Let us know that you've accepted Christ. And we'll share with you how to continue to go down the road. How to not only accept Christ, but how to live for Christ. And now you're a disciple of Christ. We do invite you to be a member of First African Baptist Church, no matter where you are. If you want to be a part of us, let us know. We'll love having you with us. Don't forget to take time to give on GiveLify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. You can give through GiveLify, or you can actually mail your contributions to First African Baptist Church, 23 Montgomery Street, Savannah, Georgia, 31401. God bless you. We thank you for worshiping with us. We just thank God for you. We thank God for his grace, his mercy, his love, and how he's brought us through, and how he's keeping us, how he's strengthening us, and how this is going to be the best week you've ever had because you've given God your heart, your mind, and your soul. We say thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for your love. Thank you for your power. Thank you, God. Thank you for protection. And now we ask that the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit would rest rule in the Bible that is now henceforth and forevermore. Let all the people of God say amen, praise God, and let's say thank you, Lord. Let's continue to thank the Lord as we worship him in spirit and in truth. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.